Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam Potosa is producing uh, our broadcast today. Uh, we're going to talk later on with Gator football player, we hope, Jalen Farmer, uh, coming off his uh, freshman season at Florida. Uh, we'll talk to him at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. The voice of Gators, Sean Kelly, expected to be here tomorrow. Uh, let's start with a positive. You know, I, I think you better get used to watching Florida basketball events basketball, and have it be a little bit ugly. It, it's not going to necessarily be pretty basketball. But, look, go on the road in this league, and that's a game, if you look at LSU's schedule coming up, oh, my God, what a gauntlet. So if you're McMahon... And the Tigers, that's a game you got to win at home. And they didn't. And all of a sudden, the Gators are 2-2 two and two in the league. And you look at, you know, what they did last night. It doesn't wow you. And again, for everybody who ripped Mike White for style of play, Florida scored 67 points last night. They won that game with defense. So, again, I'm not going to get on that soapbox, but you get where I'm going, right? This is, And this is only Golden's first team. So two, three years from now, we may see a totally different brand of basketball. And who knows? You could even see a totally different brand of basketball later in the season. That's why when people said the Georgia game was a must-win, I said... I get it. It's an important win, but you can also pick up other important wins, and this game last night was exactly the kind of game I was pointing to. Winning a game on the road that you don't that some don't think you necessarily would win. So good for Florida. Uh, once again, you uh, look at the box score, Castleton. Uh, only two players in double figures. But Florida had eight guys last night score. That's good. That's good bench play. And look, it sometimes wasn't pretty, especially in the first half. A guy I really like is Riley Kugel. I think he's going to get more playing time. I think he played 18, 19 minutes last night. Um, had seven points. And one of the great things last night about Florida, only 10 turnovers. That's taking care of the basketball. LSU had 16 turnovers. And Florida won the game shooting 5 of 25 from beyond the arc. Florida's not very good from beyond the arc. They're not. But they were, and they've been good at the free throw line all year. 80% last night, give or take, 24 of 32. So your thoughts on that game? 
The Gators now get set to host Missouri. The big topic of discussion today is the Gator signee quarterback, Rashada, and what his situation is uh, in terms of not moving in as a signee as the other guys have done. There's a lot of speculation out there. I'm not going to tell anybody how to do their business, but it seems to me if there was not a problem that, you know, football would just say, hey, there's a glitch, Uh, we're waiting on a transcript. But from what I'm told, he's academically eligible. So I don't know why there would be an issue with a transcript if he's academically eligible. And that leads to speculation about, you know, NIL problem. Uh, He was promised things. He's not getting them. Uh, You know, all that kind of stuff. I will say this. I don't know the man. I've never met him. But I know his, I've been told his father is very active in plotting out things for his son. So does he think he was promised something he didn't get? Nobody knows. But that's what I know. And we'll see where this plays out. The other thing, and I hope this is not true, Florida went out and got a transfer quarterback. Whether you think Merch is any good or not is your business, but they went in the portal and got one. I hope, I hope he doesn't have Rashada or his father have an issue with Florida going out and getting a quarterback like that. Because if you're any good, you compete. I don't care who you are. We will see. You could be John Calipari today. What has happened to Kentucky? The Commonwealth is restless. They're nervous. South Carolina hadn't beaten Kentucky in Rupp Arena like in forever. Well, they did last night. And look, there's still a lot of the year to go. But if for some reason Kentucky does not make the NCAA tournament, I don't know how John Calipari survives that given given that fan base and that expectation. All right, let's open the phone lines for you. Emails to 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. D, you're leading off. What's up? What's up, Steve? You know I'm on cloud nine after last night, man. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was that was a great victory, man. Uh, you know, after the slow start, and that seems to be kind of our Achilles' heel, along with giving up too many offensive rebounds, which I'm still not happy about. But other than that, um, you know, they regrouped, got themselves together, and uh, you know, got it to within three at the halftime, and then you know, we as a slow as a starting team as we are, we're a pretty good, damn good second half team, man. You know, the thing about last night, Steve, is everybody contributed something at different times. Yes. Uh, Lofton had his moments. You know, Reeves had his moments. 
uh, Kugel in the second half. I, I'm with you, man. That that dude has got something. When he gets in the game, you know, things happen. You know, his it, not just his offense, Steve, but his defense. He is out there, you know, guarding, moving his feet, really making it uh, hard for his opponent. You know, Will Richard, you know, was the second leading rebounder. And, and, and Myron Jones, man, he is – forget the point, Steve. He is – his defense in these three SEC games – has been about as good as anybody on the team. He's really guarding and getting into people, getting deflections, getting steals, and then, you know, Castleton, you know, sealed it at the end. So, and you said the free throws and the low turnovers. So, yeah, man, that's just a hell of a win on the road, man. I got, like I said, man, other than the offensive rebounding, I got nothing nothing to complain about. Great win last night. Yeah, and the the nice thing about it, you touched on it, and I said it in the in the opening monologue here, is that different guys are and on different nights are helping the cause. You know, Kugel in I think eighteen minutes had seven re- or six rebounds, I think, which is the second most uh last night. And I-, I love the fact he does play the good defense. Jones played thirty minutes last night. I, I get I didn't realize that until I saw mm-hmm. the box score. But you're right. I mean he's he he's starting to find his shot a little bit, but you're right on the defensive end. That's where he's earned his minutes, in my opinion. And so, you know, you, you got to love the fact that rotation now. You know, Jatobo's going to play a little bit just to give Castleton the blow, but they basically have now an eight-man rotation. I yep. think they're pretty comfortable with, and that's what you want to see. Right. I mean, Jatobo and Felder just not giving us nothing, man. And you know. <laughs> You got to play the guys that's producing. I guess I guess part of the reason why the offensive rebounds are so bad because you know he's playing Castleton with four of the guards, so you're going to give up some size down low. But I mean, just the the scrap and the hustle last night, man. It, uh, I, I can't ask for much more. And you write about Kentucky, man. I saw that score last oh. night, man. I I couldn't stop laughing, man. They, I think <laughs> they said they hadn't beaten them. They hadn't beaten them since Devon Downey was at South Carolina. So. Yeah, man. The, I was listening to a little radio up there this this morning uh, and last night. Yeah, Kyle Kyle's feeling the heat, man. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And we'll see what yep. happens with Missouri the, again. Yep. This is. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Florida's an NCAA tournament team because right now they're far from that. But they've got a chance at home to beat a ranked team, which is a good net win, and then you get to plus 500 in the league. Big game. Yes, sir. Because All right, D. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. A couple of emails here before we hit break. Uh, oh, by the way, good news. Damar Hamlin discharged from the hospital. That is really good. So nine days ago, he collapsed, and now he's out of the hospital. And the Dolphins, Tua, will not play again. And, <clears throat> look, I love that kid. I think Tua is, never complains, goes and plays. But I think there are legitimate questions now about his long-term health. Because if, if, if you're not – if you're the Dolphins' front office, do you – I mean, Bridgewater is brittle and – don't you have to get someone? Thompson's not the answer, even though he's probably going to start. <clears throat> so don't you have to go somewhere and get a veteran 
that in case Tua doesn't, you know, stay healthy because it almost derailed them. They got they were fortunate they played the Jets. If they had not played, if they played anybody but the Jets, they probably would not have been in the playoffs because the Jets can't score. So we'll see. Twelve fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Sarah Zephyr. In Gator Sports, last night the Florida men's basketball team defeated the LSU Tigers in a highly anticipated SEC matchup. The Gators now sit at nine and seven and hold a two game winning streak. This Saturday, they will host Mizzou. More in Gator Sports, the Florida Gymnastics team will host Auburn this Friday, January 13th at the Stephen O'Connor Center. The Gators have won nine out of the last ten matchups against the Tigers. In high school sports, the 8-6 Eastside Rams boys basketball team head to start to face off against the 1-10 Bradford Tornadoes at 7.30. The Rams are coming in off a win against the Lakewood High School Spartans and hope to keep the streak going. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Sarah Zephyr. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. It's been around for a while. Google it, and you'll see exactly what the Road Heaver Boys Ranch is all about, located in Palatka. Gator Nations helped out the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, and you can still help them out because they need your unwanted or unused vehicles and for you to donate them to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. The place houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes. It's sustained by donated vehicles. And they take these vehicles, they repair them, then they go out and resell them. So your donations really help. And don't forget your donations of these vehicles, whether it's a car, a truck, a boat, an RV, motorcycle, whatever it is, those donations are tax-deductible, and they go a long way toward helping a good cause. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to find out more. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. The Gators are here. The Touchdown with the right hand. Powered up. Goes out quarter right. Three on the way. Good, good, good. 
is Gator Country. Goes for the dunk, blocked from behind by Fudge. Angle right three. Bang! That'll do it. A W for the Gators. This is Florida Basketball on the Gator Sports Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, waiting on you. Let me throw this out today, and I want to get your thoughts about this. And here's my question for you. If you're sitting around and you're with your buddies and you're drinking an adult beverage and you're talking sports, okay, and you're talking specifically college sports and not just football, but let's just say primarily football. What do you think the biggest problem is now when it comes to college sports? What gets under your skin now when it comes to what you're seeing in college athletics? This kind of went under the radar, but I'm going to throw it out for you. Um, the American Football Coaches Association always has an annual meeting. Uh, And they wrapped that up yesterday. Um, And the executive director is Todd Berry, who I'm going to try to get on here. And he is the spokesperson, if you will, for the coaches. Here's what he says the coaches are focusing on. Frustration that schools aren't playing by the rules. In other words, tampering, sideline headset use, and on-field contact for support staff were being hamstrung. And those who basically forget the guidelines, didn't get serious repercussion. So in English, here's what that means. The ones who were cheating, A, aren't getting caught, and B, there's no mechanism to punish them if they do get caught. This is a quote. If we can't enforce something or we won't enforce something, then we probably don't even need to have a discussion about the rules. For a long time, our coaches have been frustrated that we put in rules constantly, and what ends, up, what ends up happening is the only ones who end up getting penalized are the ones doing the right thing. A lot of things we look at right now as coaches, transfer portal, NIL, who's governing this thing right now is in question, and who's going to enforce what's out there. We all see and hear all these things that a lot of them are scary, and most of them are true. Barry says the biggest issue for coaches, Sam, I'm going to ask you, what do you think the biggest issue for coaches would be among those things? 
in college sports in general? Football. I think right now it has to be dealing with the demands of 18-year-old kids. Close. Specifically, tampering. That's the hot button. Because, once again, in their eyes, we're doing it right. Because I can tell you this. I asked a former head coach to come on here because he told me about a specific school that specifically tampered with a specific player on his team. But he wouldn't. And I get it. You know, why? But his point was, it's happening. And short of reporting that coach, well then, even if you report the coach, he said, who's enforcing this? Who's doing that? Okay? Barry says coaches believe there should be severe punishments for schools caught tampering. And including this, potential lifetime bans. That's how seriously coaches are taking the tampering issue. But how do you prove it? Here's how you prove I mean, I'm not the brightest berry in the patch sometimes. Hey, Sam, you're coming you're in my, you're on my team. Has any have any coaches called you? Yeah, coach. Um, you know, this school X and school Y. That's proof. Well, I mean, at least it's an allegation. And at least if the if the kid testifies or does whatever, he can say, Yeah, that school did. But once again, are you going to put athletes in that position to be able to do that? Um, Wake Forest coach, Dave Clawson. With tampering, you can't enforce it. If you can't enforce it, why have it? The other issue is either eliminating or adjusting the early signing period. The SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, used the word he said, that is crushing, crushing our coaches. Why? Well, think about it. If you have an early signing period, in the middle of that early signing period, you also have the transfer portal. And in the middle of that, if you're playing you know, late in the season, you've got to prepare for a game. Well, that is crushing coaches. How, how in the world do you expect coaches to keep that up? So, Barry says the coaches want to either eliminate or reduce the early signing period. And there's also talk about moving it to the summer. So, look, Barry said the Monday after Thanksgiving or the first Wednesday in December – as potential options, and some coaches want to move the signing day even earlier to the summer. NC State's coach, Dave Doran, among apparently several who favor an open signing period where high school players can sign at any time as long as the school stays under the 85 scholarships. So, wow. Wow. Think of all those things, and there's more.
Barry says coaches are in favor of a rule that would allow players to participate in bowl games without impacting their ability to redshirt, even if they've already played in the four games. He says, now, he, he would know that several teams were very close to canceling their bowl games because of roster depletion, because of opt-outs and transfer portal. So when you read through all of that, NIL, the portal, are the two issues that they feel are the most important and I feel are the two most important as well. If you don't get that thing straightened out, yikes. What do you think? We, it's funny. I've been doing this for 25 years now. We always hit this lull. Because the football fanatics go into hibernation. They, they, they are bears. You've already dug your hole, and you've already got your head in it, and you don't come out again until spring, which is fine. And then not enough people will talk NFL, although should. So we'll see what happens. But I think what, what Barry has to say is spot on in terms of this sport. 1227 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing, and, and now it's, it's you go in, and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay. We're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Well, you did it. You're an adult now. And you know you're an adult because this is a commercial about saving money on your credit card balances, and that probably got you a little excited. Radiant Credit Union's Visa Credit Card has a super low introductory rate and no balance transfer fee. So now you can transfer your balances to Radiant, pay less interest, and clear that debt off faster. Pretty wild stuff, huh? Just wait until you start comparing fiber supplements. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash balance to apply today and let us help you define your financial future. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin up to the party, this is more so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible soft and heavy nice. My grip is always soft. It's our party party. She's pushing the things so my cheeks feel flat. Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. 
WRUF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Winds coming from the south today, and that should help temperatures to warm up. They'll get into the lower 70s in most spots, mostly sunny skies and turning breezy. Tonight, starting off mostly clear areas of fog tomorrow morning. Lows in the mid to upper 40s in most areas, the low 50s closer to the I-4 corridor. Increasing clouds tomorrow afternoon, turning breezy highs in the upper 70s. A front should roll through tomorrow night. Showers and storms expected. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman. The reason I like Stetson Bennett is because you're not trying to sell me. You're not trying to tell me he's the next Dan Marino. You're not, you're not doing that. Well, you're just example, allowing me to like his play and embrace the moment in which the young man is doing a poll to try to tell me he's the top quarterback in the draft. And you're not doing that. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 392-8255. You can email russell at wruf.com. Williams says you're right today about style with basketball. Tough right now, although I've told you many times people didn't like White because of his style and because he wasn't winning enough. If he were winning, like a Tony Bennett at a high level, it would have been fine. But to your point, that's over. Yep, it is. Uh, I want your opinion on the Rashada situation. It's almost certainly NIL-related. My take, whether this gets resolved or not, this is a bad look for the Gators. Uh, not good. Uh, in the short term, William, I agree. But I'm old school, and, and the old journalism in me comes forth here. Back in the day when I was in school here, you were, you were fired or severely reprimanded for not being accurate. You, you, you could not go on air and say something that was not accurate without repercussion. We, we, you know, today you can tweet something and then take the tweet down. Well, couldn't do that then. So in the short term, is this a bad look for Florida? Yes. Once again, if it is NIL related, if someone thinks there was a promise made of an NIL deal that didn't come through or until we really know that. And th that's just how this is, William. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good look, of course, because if he's supposed to be the crown jewel of the class, he should be here and, you know, leading the parade. He's not. Peyton says, who would you say is the Nebraska of college basketball? Meaning the team that used to be good and was a frequent title contender, but now is subpar or worse. My answer would probably be UNLV. How about Georgetown? Patrick, Patrick Ewing is, they haven't won a conference game in like 25 years. I'm kidding, but it's been a long time. So they would qualify too, Peyton. Um, I would have said Indiana, but they're better this year. 
um, especially because Indiana has been a you know kind of been a blue blood. But those those come to mind. Uh, Lee, take a different angle. I agree, players need to get paid, and it's a mess and disorganized and needs to be cleaned up. However, the raging emotional debates and ire about NIL, I think, is a class issue. When anyone wants to build affordable housing in Gainesville, it's a debate, but luxury apartments go up, no problem. When coaches, Nike, ESPN announcers were getting rich, very little argument. As soon as 19-year-old, mostly black kids start getting paid, it's a giant mess, everyone's up in arms. I think we need to take a look at generational wealth and class issues with how this is playing out. It says a lot about us societally. Lee, I see the point, but let me take a couple of issues with it, okay? I think there are definitely some people, old school people, that don't like this and don't like seeing college kids being paid outside of the traditional scholarship, you know, all of that, because that's the model they grew up with, you know, all of that. I, I, I certainly get that point of view. And I think a lot of those people are older that, you know, were used, had the system ingrained. I don't think that a majority of people have a problem with paying an athlete, whether he's black, white, or purple. I think the problem is in the mechanism, how it's done. There's, there's no guideposts. It, it's the wild, wild west. So I think that is where the issue comes in. And yes, there are some who are going to say, how can an 18-year-old kid you know, make a million dollars? Well, why not? If, and I, I say this to everybody listening. If you were 18 years old and somebody said you could have a million dollars, you're going to tell them no? Stop. You won't. So I think, Lee, that's the bigger issue here is not necessarily, mean, again, there are some who think, okay, they shouldn't get paid, especially big money. But I think a lot of people have a problem with the mechanism, how it works, the tampering, and this just happened so darn fast. It came out of nowhere. Greg, hello. Hey, Steve, I called about the Bucks, but I just want to preface one thing. Um, one, thank you for doing your show, Steve. Even when people don't call in, you're so much better than listening to those corporate gentlemen and, uh, you know, the big national shows. And two, with NIL, I genuinely thought, Steve, that it was going to be for people like Tim Tebow and Emmett Smith, where they would sell their jersey number and make a killing. That's what I was kind of believed, listening to your show literally since its inception. I was led to believe that, that it was based on that. And yet, you just said it best. It's the wild, wild west. I'm not a big regulations guy, but there definitely needs to be regulations. To my question, Steve, I know this Bucks team isn't even close to being the team they were when they won it all in 20, 2020. I, and they're not the same, or 2021, I can't keep up anymore with COVID, but they're not the same team they were even last year when they went to the championship game against the Rams. Having said that, in your honest opinion, the Cowboys are coming into Bucks Stadium. We got the pirate ship and everything, and I'm digging that. What do you think the Bucks' chances are against the Cowboys? You know, now they've got a healthy Dak Prescott. Now listen off air and go Gators. Okay, thank you, Greg. This, this game might be the most intriguing 
of all the games this weekend. Because, look, I don't care who you are. It's game to game, right? The Bucks obviously rested people when they played Atlanta, didn't care whether they won or lost. And they struggled at home to beat a bad Carolina team. On paper, Dallas should win this game. But I cannot get out of my mind how Dallas struggled last week. Maybe because their their heads weren't in it. You know, maybe because they didn't have a lot to play for. But Dallas scored six points against the Commanders. Six. And the Commanders had nothing to play for either. Prescott was 14 of 37. 14 of 37. And again, they didn't, you know, Malik Davis got a lot of carries in that game. Elliott only had eight. So, I mean, but Dallas is a better team, I think. But if they play like that, Tampa will win. It'll be close, but Dallas has got to play and Dak Prescott's got to play way better than he played. PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, yeah, I just talking about the NIL and, and players and tampering, and I just want to throw my two cents in there again. But uh, I, I think the NCAA um, was lucky to go as long as they did regulating these kids um, through what they would do as, as ineligibility and, and, you know, uh, sanctions on the schools because if I'm not mistaken, I'm not a labor lawyer. It'd be really interesting if maybe one day you got somebody like that on from UF, maybe from the law school or something. Um, but it, it's, it's just, you, you can't limit what somebody can make. You can through like collective bargaining and having salary caps, but, but outside of that, Steve, if somebody wants to give you some money, they can. You know, it, there's there's nothing illegal there. So, like, well, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Here's follow my logic here. Okay? okay. Before nil and all of that, okay, how did an athlete get paid? Through the through the, the scholarship yeah. that was considered uh, and and the yeah. stipend, right? Yes. Well, that's a defined number from the school, right? So there's a limitation. Is my point? Yes, sir, and I agree with that. But what I'm saying is, outside of the school is what you have going on right now. Yes. So, outside of the school, that was, as far as I'm concerned, that's against labor laws. I mean, you can't. If you, Steve, you do other things uh, outside of this with TV twenty. You know, I, I don't know. Like, can somebody limit you on what you're able to do if you do your your other job? I, I mean, I get, there are some jobs. Yes, the answer is yes. Some of them, yes. Well, they can tell you you can't play here anymore or you can't be employed by us anymore, but they can't, you know, control you in that way. Well, yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into the weeds here, but, you know, if you're a, I am a state employee, and so you you have to give a declaration as to outside work and what you do, uh, it, there's not a limitation, but you have to declare and all of that. And I'm sure other places are the same too. But I, I get the general point you're making. Yeah, you see what I'm making. Yeah, so it, I it's going to be really tough. 
And when the schools are asking Congress to do it, and then a lot of fans, and, and you know, I'm a fan, obviously, but, you know, it needs to be regulated. It's just not that easy. And it went on longer than it probably should have, in my opinion. Like, I just think that's a fact. So I don't know how you fix it at this point. Um, the other thing is, it's obvious, I'm just stating facts, but the kids are the last ones, you know, and now we're going to get mad at the last ones. Like, I wish it was the way it was. I loved roster building and, and you know, the, the team aspect and, and love for your school. And But, you know, the conferences are doing it. The coaches are doing it. The ADs are doing it. Everybody's doing what's best for them. And now the players are doing it, and it's the end of the world, you know, and, and I just – I don't know how to fix it, man. I don't know if anybody does. I don't know if it'll ever be the same. It'll probably change again, like you're saying. I hope so, but I don't know. It's just a different landscape, man. And I hope uh, Florida can play in that landscape, you know, because it's changing, seems like, every week uh, what, what can be done. And now you're saying the tampering. And last thing, I'll get off the air. How do you, how do you regulate tampering? You know, I don't even know how you do that because – it's here. He say she said you're going to have to have some type of proof. Um, I don't know, man. That's a whole nother can of worms. But anyway, appreciate the show, man. Okay, BG, appreciate you. Thank you. I don't disagree. I, I the only way I think you can even approach that is what I said earlier. If Sam is my coach, coach, I just got a phone call from some dude at. USC, and they just offered me, you know, $50,000 to come to school there. Well, that's tampering. That's tampering. Now, prove it. Well, outside of taping the phone call, outside of following up, it is difficult, and that's the trouble. It was difficult. I'm not naive when it comes to the way college football used to be, for the schools like SMU and Florida that got hit with NCAA sanctions, there are so many other schools that cheated and just didn't get caught. So, once again, how do you regulate that? This is not an easy thing. All I I will say is, and I said it at the start of the season, and maybe it's different now, Come September 2nd or whatever the date is, when Florida goes to Utah and plays to open the 2023 season, I don't think anybody will care about the NIL. They won't care about tampering because they're going to watch the game and root for the team. But it's what goes on to get there, that, that's what I think people will focus on now. 1245, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Jeff Lagerman is going to join us. I just got a text. Uh, He's part of the Jaguars radio network. He'll talk about the Jags game against the Chargers coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quartararo. The Gators men's basketball team picked up a huge road SEC win last night in Baton Rouge against the LSU Tigers. Colin Castleton once again led the way for the Gators with 18 points and 7 rebounds. Florida trailed early but battled back to pick up Todd Golden's second straight SEC win, and the Gators are next in action home Saturday against Missouri. 
Miami Dolphins have announced Tua Tagovailoa has not passed concussion protocol and will be out for Sunday against the Bills. Rookie Skylar Thompson is in line to start the wildcard game for the Dolphins. Turning to high school hoops, Eastside boys and girls are in action tonight. The boys will travel to Bradford for a 7.30 tip, while the girls welcome 9-1 P.K. Young for a 6 o'clock home tip. And that's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarteraro. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. And now a message from Puffs Plus Lotion Tissues. Ordinary tissues can leave you with a red nose. So choose Puffs Plus Lotion for all of your blows. Puffs have lotion to soothe sensitive skin so you can wipe without wincing. It's a win-win. Puffs have cushiony thickness, which brings relief too. So the days of sore red noses are gone and through. When you're after soothing softness, a nose in need deserves Puffs indeed. This is Mark Wise with ESPN. And this is Steve Russell with WRUF introducing our new show, Hoop There It Is. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. as we talk hoops, gators, the SEC, and the top games in all of college basketball. You can also listen to the show on iTunes, Facebook, and WRUF.com. And also listen to the podcast anytime where podcasts are available. Hoop There It Is. Coming in February, Florida Gators softball. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. Welcome back. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. William says, do you think he's uh, Calipari's done at Kentucky? Never in my life have I seen Kentucky 1-3 and three in conference play. Uh, well, I mean, they got a ways to go yet, William, but yeah, uh, that doesn't look good. BB says, congrats to Gator basketball. Isn't that funny? Only one phone call today about Gator basketball after they won. An amazing thing. He says, NFL... Sean Payton said on Sunday what he looks at 
NFL coaching job, ownership and front office, not who the quarterback is. Uh, he said there was a 7 out of 10 chance he'd be back with Fox. And he says, as a wild guess, what do you think the new NFL head coaches will be? Have you heard any talk of which teams had the best front office and owners? I have no idea who the head coaches will be. Um, I mean, look, the best front office, I don't know GMs. I know some of them, but not all of them, obviously. But look, what are the teams that are successful? I mean, look, Andy Reid's a great coach, but you've got to draft players. So I, I think the the better front offices are the ones that, you know, are good at drafting players and good at drafting free agents and good at handling uh, the salary cap. Um, Russell says, majority of these players care less about the school now. No commitment at all to the school. Nothing at all to do with color. That's ridiculous to an earlier email. No more fight to win a position. Just leave. No more Tebow fight and heart. Love your show. Yeah, yeah, Russell, I think there's some of that. I agree. Preston says, oh, that's I'm sorry, I said another email. Uh, Larry says, didn't Rashad sign a letter of intent? If so, does that mean he can't play elsewhere during 2023? As far as I know, uh, the answer to that is yes. But could he in 2023 play somewhere? I'm not sure. I think the answer is no, but somebody can help me with that if I'm wrong. Uh, okay, we'll take calls. 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at wruf.com. Uh, let's get to Tampa Mike. Good win for the Gators. Oh, basketball one. Because see, they're making some strides in the Auburn game. Georgia was a big win. This is a tough league. Can see Coach Golden's influence. Getting more out of offense with selective transition, especially off turnovers. Like the way they finish, rather than playing conservative down the stretch. Utilizing the free throw line and protecting the ball. 11 and 10 turnovers last two games. Defense playing solid. Castle to making up for breakdowns. They need to shoot and rebound better, or it'll bite them. It could go 9-9. Nine and nine. It'll be tremendous in this league. I agree. I agree with almost all of that, Mike. Um, nine and nine, I think, this year in a transitional year. Uh, if Mike White did that, there'd be people howling. But in the transition year, I get it. And and one of the things I think fans want to see is watch their team get better. I mean, does it come down to wins and losses? Of course it does. But you want to see improvement and I think I think you can see that improvement starting now with Gator men's basketball um, by the way Florida gets an impact offensive lineman in the transfer portal from Baylor so while and Florida State just got another portal transfer from South Carolina they have mined South Carolina very well and they've done a good job in the portal uh all right, let me get my emails together here. You want to call the show before a couple of guests come on, 392-8255. Ken, that's a really good question. Uh, he says, next year, uh, given all the stuff going on 
what's been lost a little bit is what would the progress be for Florida in football to have a fan think the program's going in the right direction? What say you? Well, that's easy. Wins and losses, right? Wins and losses. There, there are some people who think, and I don't know that Billy Napier is one, but what happened at the end of the year? Like, it just seemed like when they beat South Carolina and drummed them, that, boy, you know, on the right track, and then Vanderbilt hit, and just it wasn't the same. But, yeah, I mean, more wins. And, I mean, the eye test, too, all of that, but it comes down to wins and losses. Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. I have a comment about the NIL and maybe how to control it. My thought is if each institution has to publicly list out what they're paying for each person, each, each athlete, would that control it in some way? What do you think? Hmm. Um, no, I don't think so. Because if you, if you're a, if you're a collective, Dan, or you're a booster, if you have that much money, I don't know. And I'm speaking what I would say. I don't really care if somebody knows I'm, you know, ponying up, you know, X dollars to get a recruit. But it would help the fan, I think, just in terms of okay, this school is spending this much money while that school is spending that much money, it would give the fan a comparison base. I think in that respect it would help. What if you, uh, maybe you can't even do this, but list out what is paid for the student-athlete, though? Well, I don't know if there are laws that say you don't have to do that. Because if you do that, then you're basically saying that's legislate. You're legislating that to happen. I'm not sure that can be legislated. Yeah, yeah. And I know yeah, I some schools by ESPN, Dan, were asked for nil information and they refused to give it to them. Okay, yeah. Which I kind of understand. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? If it was all in the open, I think it might change things. Oh, it look, I mean, if if this was all above board and everybody knew, you know, yeah, that would be great. But I I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again, but I would I would be stunned if it ever came to that. Thank you, sir. Tony, you'll wrap the hour up. How are you? Hey, Steve-O, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Hey, Steve, yeah, um, you know, I was hoping that, that the Gators had learned their lesson from California recruiting. Never really panned out for us, Steve. Going back to the Ronald Powell days, Josh Shaw, to the Chris Steeles, and now to the Jaden Rashadas, I really hope that we stay out of California, just not for the Gators, Steve. Um, I think you got to cut bait with them, man. Um, my My understanding is, he has to be released from his national letter of intent by the Gators in order to play next year. That is correct. So, that that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think you got to cut bait because this is where, like with everything nowadays, the players got the schools, got the coaches, 
they got everybody over the barrel, Steve, because right now he's just going to put it out there that the Gators didn't live up to the NIL commitment, and that's going to get out there. And that's like cancer right now for any program, Steve, in this type of environment. So you guys just say, all right, thanks, Jaden. Have a good day. Cut them loose and go on. Carry on with it, Steve. That's what they got to do. The sooner, the better. Well, um, Steve, oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Steve, you know, um, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the quarterbacks that the Gators will face next year, hoping that a few of them would go pro. Well, none of them went pro, Steve. And this COVID extra year has not been friendly to the Gators. The Gators are going to play probably more than half their schedule is going to be made up of fifth- or sixth-year quarterbacks. So uh, that's a tough proposition to go up against also next year, Steve. So it's going to be a rough ride, I think. Uh, but, hey, we got no choice but to ride it out, Steve. What do you think? You know, I'm, I was going to bring this up in the second hour. It's funny you mentioned this because I'm getting uh, some of my friends have quizzed me and said, I get the – the COVID thing, but there's 25, 26, 27-year-old people playing college football. Is that yeah. right for the sport? And I'm going to kind of bring that up in the second hour here. You got it, brother. Take it easy. Appreciate you, you, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Stetson Bennett's 25. I think the Texas San Antonio guy's like 29 or 20, whatever the heck he is. So we'll talk about that in the second hour. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell, back with Hour 2. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Happy New Year! With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people's search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more. Discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. 
We all drive. Sooner or later, we're going to have to replace our tires. I trust the experts at TireRack.com. For over 40 years, they've been revolutionizing tire buying. Go to TireRack.com radio and tell them what you drive. They'll show you tires that are a perfect fit. Not sure where to start? Their easy-to-use tire decision guide shows you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Their extensive selection includes the full lineup of hand-cooked Ventus, Optimo, and Dynapro tires. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hi, welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Sam Petrosa producing it, and we thank you for making time out of your busy day to join us. You're going to hear from uh, Jeff Lagerman, the former uh, Jacksonville Jaguars player, part of the radio broadcast team. He's going to join us a little later to talk about the Jags playoff game with the Chargers. But right now, my pleasure to bring in Gator football player Jalen Farmer as part of uh, our working agreement with the uh, Gator Collective and bringing Gator athletes to the program to let you know more about them. Jalen, man, thanks for doing this. Welcome. Thank you. Jay, let me ask, how was your first year here? Tell me about, you know, getting here, getting acclimated, playing some. What was your first year as a Gator like? Uh, I feel like my first year was a really uh, developmental year. Um, it was good, like, to, to kind of sit back and learn from, like, players like Osiris Torrance. Um, yeah, I just feel like it was a really big, like, learning year. What was the biggest difference for you coming from high school to play at the college level? Um, coming from like Georgia high school football and going to the SEC, that's a really big jump. I feel it's a really big difference. You know, uh, the talent level was different. Like I kind of got acclimated, you know, like going against like better players, you know, bigger players. So that was kind of a, you know, difference. Um, much has been said. I mean, you're, you're a new a new player here, but you know you're you're not new in terms of Billy Napier because it was his first year too. What was the culture like with the team, Jalen? Did does Coach Napier really and his staff really work hard at developing team culture? Yes, uh, I think that's like one of Coach Napier's like biggest things. Like, um, he's just like really big with like knowing every player. He's a really big, like, speaking person. So, like, he speaks to everybody. He knows everybody from first to last name, even walk-ons. Like, it's just, he's just, like, really big on knowing his players and, like, all players in the long, like, the defense, the offense, the special teams. Like, it doesn't matter. So, like, like it's that. Um, now that you've had a year here, uh, you've got the experience now. Uh, what are your goals here for the future? Um, just the uh, really just to become a better player, uh, to become a better team player too. Um, have a better relationship with like you know my players, teammates, and like coaches. Was your was the camaraderie on the offensive line good? Yes, I feel like everybody was, you know, kind of linked. They had like a really good to each other. That was good. Let me ask you about growing up. Uh, you know, you're playing obviously college football now. Did you play any other sports growing up? 
Could you repeat that question? Yeah, sure. Uh, you're playing college football, obviously, now, but when you were growing up, did you play any other sports besides football? Uh, not, like, really, like, seriously, I'd say. When did you know in football, Jalen, you were pretty good? Uh, I'd say, uh, like, God, we lost you there a little bit in the cell. I would say recreation ball. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, academically, what are you in school for? What do you want to do when you when when your football career ends? Uh, I love to um, own some businesses. As of right now, my major is uh, educational science, and from, like my noise, like I can do like a good bit with that. Like, just like you know, I could do a couple different things. Um, edu- so educational science is like a business thing. Is that accurate? I'm not like necessarily like, it, like, so if I wanted to like one day become like a coach or a teacher, I could possibly like, do I got gotcha. like you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, last question for you. What's the hardest part about the workouts and, you know, practice and because I, I would think, you know, all the meetings you have, you got your meetings with your position coaches, the tape you have to see. I think sometimes I forget that you have to go to class and you're a student athlete. Was it, as a new player, was it an adjustment to figure out how to allocate your time? Yes, it was. And Coach Napier, like, he helps, like, like a lot with that. Like, from, like, the uh, like an app we use is called Teamworks. You kind of know how much time you have to get from building to building or – how much time you have to get, like, from meeting to meeting, you know, from, like, getting, like, the breakfast. So I feel like that app kind of helps out a lot. And, like, you kind of have people, like, that kind of help with that. They kind of text you throughout the day. And it's like kind of checking up on you, like, making sure you're, you know, doing what you got to do. I'm going to ask you one last thing. Um, I don't know how much you're involved with NIL, but, I mean, there there are some fans who think, you know, this has gotten out of hand, but – from a player's perspective, are you and are you for the NIL? Have you got into that somewhat? Uh, I feel like I'm for the NIL because, like, you know, it's kind of cool to have money in your pockets and being able to, you know, take care of, like your family if possible. Because, you know, I feel like just that's just, just kind of like a a good thing. It is a good thing, Jalen. I appreciate you talking to us here and. Uh, I wish you luck as you continue your Gator career here and uh, hope to talk to you again. Thank you for doing it. All right, thank you. You got it. Jalen Farmer uh, listed as 6'5 and 335. Big dude. Um, we thank him for his time. All right, uh, this hour, uh, until we get Jeff Lagerman here, uh, open for your calls, questions, comments, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at WRUF.com. Let's see here. Bill, he says, my gosh, an NFL question. Uh, Which Florida team, I'll ask you this too, Sam, and and get your allegiance out of it. Which, he says, which Florida team do you think has the best chance of advancing week one in the playoffs? In other words, now. I would say it's probably the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they have the most favorable matchup. 
specifically when it comes down to injuries and availability of players. Although I do like the Buccaneers' chances against the Cowboys. Look, Dak Prescott has crumbled in the playoffs the past few years, and he has not played well this year. He's led the NFL in interceptions and played three less games than the guy he's tied with, Davis Mills. So I think Tampa pressures early and often. I think Tom will be sharp. I could see Tampa and Jacksonville both moving on this weekend. Unfortunately, my Miami Dolphins were undermanned. Played Buffalo well all year, but I don't think that'll count for much. Skylar Thompson looked pretty abysmal in the game against the Jets last week. Yeah, well, and again, an injury-riddled team. Lucas says, big win last night for basketball. We shoot way too many threes. Uh, That said, I can see improvement. Well, you know, I, I, I was never a great basketball player, but I'll say this. If you get the green light, from your coach, and there's an open three, I mean, depending on when it is in the shot clock and all of that, I think you have to take it. Now, is there a point in the game that you maybe don't? But I mean, right now, Florida's not shooting great from beyond the arc. I'll say that. Bob says the NFL, MLB, and all sports leagues have tampering rules, enforce them by huge fines to the organization, and suspensions to guilty parties. It can be done. I agree with that. But until it's figured out who's exactly running college football, this will continue. Bob, I couldn't have said it better. And, and that is, that's why you won't see that. Because the other leagues have it down. The other leagues have a mechanism in place. He said, eventually you get to a point that something has to happen, but the SEC and other conferences are a long way from there. that now. When income starts falling is when there'll be action right now. That's not the situation. Uh, Hawk, thanks. Good to hear from you. Uh, Patrick says, surprised the Bears wouldn't pick a quarterback with a number one pick. He didn't say that. What he said was he'd have to be overwhelmed with that. Right, overwhelmed. <clears throat> Justin Fields is not a great thrower. Let, let's just be honest with that. But he doesn't have great people to throw to either. And didn't people say the same thing about Jalen Hurts? Well, I mean, he's not going to be, uh, you know, Dan Fouts throwing the ball, but he, he's pretty good, right? So I I would hope if the Bears were smart that they would get him some receiver help and then, and their offensive line isn't great either. He's running for his life. So then see, you know, what you've got. Because if you go ahead and draft a quarterback, you're basically saying that your Justin Fields draft pick wasn't good. It was a failure. And the Jets are going to have to own up to that, I think, with Zach Wilson. If they they don't make a call about Aaron Rodgers, they're crazy. Because the Jets' defense is a championship-level defense, in my opinion. They need help at the skill positions. But now, I know the Brett Favre deal, that didn't work out great, but you can't judge the Aaron Rodgers situation by what Brett Favre did or didn't do. So time will certainly tell. 
113, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Jeff Lagerman joins us next to talk Jags, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quateraro. The Miami Dolphins have announced Tua Tagovailoa has not passed concussion protocol and will be out Sunday against the Bills. Rookie Skylar Thompson will make his third career start in this weekend's wildcard game. The former seventh-round pick led the Dolphins to a playoff-clinching victory against the Jets last week. The Gators men's basketball team picked up its second straight SEC win last night in Baton Rouge against the LSU Tigers. Colin Castleton once again led the way for the Gators with 18 points and 7 boards. The Gators are back home Saturday against Missouri. Turning to high school hoops, Eastside boys and girls are in action tonight. The boys will travel to Bradford for a 7.30 tip-off, while the girls welcome 9-1 P.K. Young for a 6 o'clock tip. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarteron. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency 310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. The place to go when you're looking for the best in late model, low mileage used vehicles. It is as simple as that. Folks, I've had a ton of cars from Southeast Car Agency, and i got to tell you in all honesty, they've all been really, really good for me. Lasted me a long time, high quality. And that's the thing. They really work hard to bring to their place of business the widest selection, the best variety of vehicles for you to choose from. You can check them out online, secars.com. You'll see all the important information there, pictures of the vehicles, etc. Or you can go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue, test drive the vehicles, eyeball them for yourself. Their sales staff is there to answer any questions you might have. I say this to you all the time. Take a look around town. There's a really good chance you're going to see a Southeast car agency tag on a car in front of you or alongside of you, just like the one on my vehicle. When you go see the Cousins family in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Yeah, remember when all phones sounded like that? Hey, it's Brian Mudd, and I sure do. But you've got to go with the times, so go with Affinity Cellular. Affinity is offering three months free service and a free flip or smartphone with a 30-day guarantee. Happy with your current phone? That works, too. Get unlimited talk and texts for as little as $15 a month. Get started right now at Affinity, with an A, Cellular.com. Affinity Cellular, everything you need and nothing you don't. People here are raving about QC Kinetics and how regenerative medicine has changed their life. People like Helen, an avid mountain climber who got sidelined when an accident left her knees in constant pain. I was not able to train or do really anything on my knee. Helen was told surgery would be her only option. But then she found QC Kinetics and was treated with natural biologics designed to repair and restore tissue in her knees. Three months later, she was climbing the highest mountain in North America. I got a very quick resolution to my pain. I began treatment in March and I summited Denali June the 7th. It was super successful and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. Get your life back with lasting results. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Call QC Kinetics today. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. 
Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. <sighs> Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, Coach. Nice win last night for the Gators, beating LSU. Well, all three Florida NFL teams for the first time in a long time have all qualified for the playoffs, and that includes the Jacksonville Jaguars. Former Jag player, now part of the broadcast team, Jeff Lagerman joins us now to talk about the matchup with the Chargers. Jeff, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Hey, no problem, Steve. Thanks for having me. You got it. Uh, first of all, I'm sure as a former Jags player, uh, this must have been a pretty rewarding season to see the turnaround uh, of you know the, the better play of Trevor Lawrence, the hiring of a new coach. I imagine it must have been a pretty satisfying thing for you personally to see. Well, it, it was, and I think especially for the fan base. You know, it's been uh, two years of having the worst record in the National Football League, and last year was kind of a mess with Urban Meyer. So it was uh, incredible to gain a lot of separation from where we were. And uh, most importantly, this year was about Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, and this has been uh, a total joy to watch because you've got a coach who's won a Super Bowl before and he's been grooming a young quarterback and you've just been able to see the progress week to week and you know, and it gives the franchise and the fan base hope that you're going to have a guy that's going to be you know, at the helm that's going to be leading this team uh, as a franchise quarterback for hopefully the next decade or decade and a half. Where do you see, Jeff, the biggest improvement in Lawrence? I think it's everything. It's across the board, you know, and, and as a young quarterback, and I've, I've said this for many years, and you know, I've got to go back to my Al Bundy days when I played quarterback, <laughs> which was in Little League, but, I mean, it's totally the hardest position to play in all of sports because it, it requires a mind that is fast, it's reactive, a body that's got to be able to have the physical gifts to, to do everything that's required to play the position, and it's just so hard. And so I've always had a lot of respect for the guys that have been able to do it at a high level because it is hard. And even for a guy that's had great success at nearly every level, which Trevor did, I mean, there was an adjustment period coming in. And so the improvement from last year, I mean, it's it's accuracy, it's command of the offense, it's how he's utilizing his athleticism, the decision-making, the quick thinking. I mean, everything that it takes to play the quarterback position, Trevor has gotten better at this year. Jeff, as you assess the the matchup with the Chargers, what do you see here? What do you think it'll take for the Jags to move on? Well, it's going to be interesting. You know, the, the the Jaguars and the Chargers played earlier in the year, and I think it was Week Three, and the Jaguars came out with a victory, thirty-eight to ten. But you know that was that game was a long time ago. You know, and and there were some guys that were out of the lineup for. The, uh, the Chargers, Keenan Allen at wide receiver didn't play. They were missing a start and center. Their left tackle got hurt in that game. Joey Bosa got hurt in that game. He's just returned. 
And remember Justin Herbert in that game at that point in the season, he had a rib issue. So, you know, if the, if the Jaguars or anybody is thinking, oh, well, the Jaguars beat them before, they're going to beat them again, that, that's kind of mistaken thinking. I'm, I'm believing in because, look, this is a game that's about two young guns playing the position of quarterback and which team is going to score the most points. And usually in the playoff games when you have a high-scoring team like the Chargers and like the Jaguars, which they haven't been high-scoring lately, but they can be, the game usually comes down to, to turnovers. And and I've always used this term, the magnification of turnovers in the playoffs is always something that is a huge factor because, you know, you're always wanting to play a good game and a perfect game, and then when you – you make a mistake and you turn the ball over, it's a huge swing of momentum in the postseason compared to the regular season just because of the magnitude of the situation. Jeff Lagerman, our guest here, he's part of the Jags broadcast team as the Jags get set to play the Chargers in a playoff game this weekend. What kind of a dude is Peterson? No, he's, he's great. I mean, he's great. And yeah, it's, it's been fun. And, and the I've never seen a coach come into a situation that handled a football team and was so considerate. And the reason I say that, he felt that this team really was kind of damaged from last year. And so he felt that there needed to be a healing process for this football team. So he, he wasn't, you know, coming in the door, pounding the table, yelling and screaming. He was kind of understanding of where they were at last year, what they went through. And so he dealt with this football team in a very gracious way. And then as it got to training camp, okay, now it's time to demand. And uh, and he pushed this team. But, you know, the one thing about Doug is that the players love. He's, he's so incredibly consistent. And having played the game as a player, you know, you love consistency with the coach, you know, because that's what it takes. It takes consistency, it takes hard work, and you can't be sitting there changing the direction or changing the way you do things just because something happened. Consistency always wins out. And I think when you have a coach that provides that message that's been to the promised land, that's won a Super Bowl, that is giving players great information to help them improve, to allow them to be better, there's a belief system that is in place, and the players trust the coach, and it's been a, you know, a relationship that there's always back and forth, and it's been fun to watch, and it's been a lot of fun to watch this this grow as the season has worn. Because you know, look, this Jaguars football team had a tough stretch. You know, they lost five games in a row, and Trevor wasn't growing; he wasn't getting better. And then they had a moment in London, which was against the Denver Broncos, then they lost to a poor Broncos team, and Trevor threw a a red zone interception that was very similar to the uh, one that he threw a couple weeks before or the week before against the Giants. And that was really the turning point for Trevor. And then I think also the turning point for this football team, because they were able to bounce back from that loss in London against the Broncos, have a comeback win against the Raiders, a comeback win later on against the Dallas Cowboys. And then they got hot, you know, and won five games to finish out the season and become AFC South champion. So, uh, it takes a steadiness and a consistency to to be able to make something like that happen. Final thing for you, Jeff. Sometimes moves the front office makes can really work, and sometimes they can backfire. And I got to tell you, when the Jags signed Kirk, and I saw the money that was there, I kind of scratched my head. But 
It looks like Balky in the front office have done a pretty nice job. How would you assess the job that group has done? Well, Steve, I think that it wasn't just Christian Kirk. The, the, the key, I think, here was what Trent Balky and Doug Peterson did because they brought in Christian Kirk, they brought in Evan Ingram, and they brought in Zay Jones. Okay, these three guys, when you watch these guys practice, are incredible. There's no diva. There's no selfishness with these three guys. And when you have a young quarterback, you have to have players that are willing to put in the hard work because if they're not available on the practice field, it's hard for a young quarterback to grow. And Kirk and Jones and Ingram were all amazing watching these guys come to work every day in training camp. They didn't take days off because, oh, I got a little tug here or a little pull here. They were there for him to work. And, and the reality is is that it showed because both uh, all three of them, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram, have all had career years, numbers-wise, working with Trevor Lawrence. And so, yeah, big credit to Trent Baalke bringing in three guys like that for a young quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. Great stuff. Let's hope the Jags do well. They'll take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Jeff, appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this. All right, Steve. Thank you. You got it. Jeff Lagerman, uh, The By the way, people forget, you know the first team he played for? Jets. Yeah, he was a Jet and then went to the Jaguars. Uh, and he's really good at what he does. Uh, all right. The rest of the day, it's us. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf Tomorrow, uh, we hope to have the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here. Friday, Laura Rutledge will stop by uh, to recap college football, look ahead a little bit, and then talk NFL because obviously she has NFL live duties as well. And uh, we're working on a few other guests as well. Um, let me say. Uh, something here quickly because I don't normally do this you know when, when somebody emails and says you know either you stink or uh, you know you're great it, it's probably you know somewhere in the middle uh, but I wanted to publicly uh, acknowledge Peter uh, for an email he sent uh, about the guests and he said you know I'm, I'm paraphrasing he said you know I love the guests you get and, and love the way that you interview them and get information of them. That's, the, that's something I love to do. I love to interview, and, and, I, and I appreciate the, the sentiment. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We 
know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Make the switch to green soaps and personal products and green cleaning products for the sink and shower. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Winds coming from the south today, and that should help temperatures to warm up. They'll get into the lower 70s in most spots, mostly sunny skies and turning breezy. Tonight, starting off mostly clear, areas of fog tomorrow morning, lows in the mid to upper 40s in most areas, the low 50s closer to the I-4 corridor. Increasing clouds tomorrow afternoon, turning breezy, highs in the upper 70s. A front should roll through tomorrow night, showers and storms expected. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Did the Texans have kneeled on that two-point conversion? No. You can't do it. You can't be that obvious. If you wanted to do something, it should have been going with a different quarterback. They end up winning. They lose the number one pick, and Lovey Smith gets fired. Other than that, nothing at stake in that game. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. All right, final half hour of the show today, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Jack, you're up. How are you? I'm doing fine, Steve. Hey, uh, this is Jack Russell, so uh, you <laughs> okay. doing okay. Got, you know, I can't listen to your show like I want to, so some of this may be redundant. And if, I, if it is, I apologize. But okay. uh, first of all, I wanted to know why the mass exodus that we had at Florida football Oh, I think that varies from person to person. If you're asking me for a general consensus, um, a lot of the guys that left uh, were not Billy Napier guys. Uh, some of them, you know, went to the draft. Some of them are going to go try to get opportunities to play elsewhere. Uh, and that's usually the reason, Jack, most people go is because okay. they're not playing enough and they want to go somewhere else to get a chance to play. Okay, okay. So there's no troubles down there or anything that you're aware of? No. So. Uh, now, if this continues, you know, for some reason, I think 
I think that I'm going to make a prediction right now. I think if things progress with Napier, in other words, you know, he continues to build the culture, recruit well, et cetera, and win more games, uh, you will not, this past year will be the biggest number of people that leave here. Okay. Okay. I was, I'm hoping that's right. And another quick question. Um, I have no idea what's going on with, on this, uh, with Rashada. Do you? No, no, and nobody really does. The, okay. I think the thing that I said this at the top of the show, um, he, I was told that, you know, it might be an issue of a transcript. Um, and, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, I think he has been accepted here. So I don't think that's the issue. Uh, if you believe what you read on the Internet, you know, there's an NIL issue, you know, maybe his father's involved in this. Uh, you, you know, was he unhappy that uh, Napier went out and got a grad transfer cor- or a transfer quarterback? Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe all of the above. But it okay. is a little odd that, yeah. you know, this is not. And, and I think for the good of the program, for the good of that kid, this needs to get resolved like now. That's right. And, you know, the Gator fans need to lighten up and don't speculate and put things out there that are hurtful. Just sit back and wait and see what exactly is going on. So, because I hope what will happen. Yeah. I, and one more thing. Go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, it, did the new, did all the money spent down there on the uh, facilities, did, is, is that, did, did that help this recruiting here? Do you think? Yes. Yes. Here's why. I, I Tongue in cheek. I, I very often say this. When a kid makes his announcement, Jack, does he say, I'm going to Florida because of the facilities? I'm going to Georgia because of the facilities? Nobody ever says that, right? But right. in this day and age, you got to keep up with the Joneses. So right. if you don't have that, then it's a strike against you in terms of recruiting. It, it normally is not the be-all, end-all. But let me give you an example, because we got a tour of the place. They literally have a dining area there, which is for all the athletes. And that's a great concept, because it's not yes, just football. It's not just baseball. You know, Trinity Thomas can sit with Ventrell Miller and have a, you know, breakfast. Um, you know, uh, Wyatt Langford can sit there and have breakfast with Colin Castleton. That's a really cool thing, and that does help, I think, in terms of a, you know attracting an athlete to a school. But you got to have it. it uh, it's not the reason they come, in my opinion. But if you don't have it, not good. I just have one more thing. It seems like I'm so biased, and I want things to go so well for Florida. It seems like we're in a malaise, and nobody can really put their finger on the one thing that's causing. Well, I think what happens, I think the good programs, when they're down, don't stay down long. But look at Miami and Florida State as other examples. I mean, if you were a fan of these schools in the 90s or early 2000s, you'd have thought, that run they had would last forever because the athletes that got attracted to those schools were just ridiculously good 
and went on to play in the NFL. Well, you know, when you're on top, the only place you have to go is down. And it just so happened that in the big threes case, they all went down almost the same time. And Miami's been down a while. Florida State won yeah. 10. They, they kind of climbed out of it. But Miami and Florida haven't yet. So, again, the question, I think FSU won 10 games for the first time since 2016 or 17. That's a pretty long time by Florida State standards. So the question is yeah, going to be for right. Florida, yeah. how long are they down? Hey, Steve, I appreciate you, and I wish I could listen more often, but well, I do when I can. Listen but, when you hey, can, Jack. I appreciate you doing that. Thank you, sir. Uh, Steven says, I saw Patrick Young last night in the SEC Network, still in a wheelchair. I pray I'll be able to walk soon. Do you know what his prognosis is? Uh, I don't know specifically, but I, as I said to you in, in an email, uh, Stephen, I only wish I had Pat's outlook on life, uh, given what has happened to him and what he's gone through. He is an incredible, incredible young man. He he went through this college. Uh, you know, he's been on with me before. He will be again. But uh, I have so much respect for that. He's not a kid anymore, but for that young man. Uh, and his outlook is just incredible, really is. And it's so refreshing, Stephen, to see that. Uh, Mark says, what's your gut on how this ends with Rashada? I don't have a gut feeling. Uh, I will say this, Mark. The longer this drags on, the more I think you cut bait. I, I, you can't have this hanging out there. you got to eventually move on one way or the other. Uh, Southern Cal Jack is with us. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Uh, Steve here. Enjoy your show uh, all football season long. And uh, I think what we need to do is have two football seasons. One starts after a month after this one ends. And then uh, go ahead and start another one. Uh, that's where the money is. It's not in basketball, not unless you're uh, playing 80s Lakers transition style. So uh, get off the basketball. I love the baseball. But, man, get another football season in there. You can fit it in there somewhere. The advertisers will love it. You all make a bunch of money, and we'll be happy. Well, you'll be happy, but the players will be dead. Well, no, not the same players. You get different players. I mean, you can tweak different it players any way you from want. where? Man, they're all over the place. People can't get jobs. <laughs> I mean, you know, and they're paying them now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, get them in there somehow. But uh, a lot of people be watching in the South anyway. And I'm from Southern California, and I still love football, even though my USC Trojans haven't been relevant. Until lately, so, uh, yeah, just an idea, you know, uh, for all the advertisers up in New York. I mean, they'll be making money hand over fist. Oh, that's what they have the XFL and leagues like that for. Yeah, they don't do any good. Well, what's football? They haven't, they haven't lately, but uh, I mean, maybe you, they will. If you want to watch football, that's a league you can watch. Ah, I tell you what, got to do it, got to do it. But actually, I listen to you because I'm blind and I can't uh, 
watch TV, so uh, I listen to you guys on the radio all the time. But uh, I just like more uh, more football. That's all. I got you. Okay. Thank okay, you, man. Jack. Yep. Appreciate you, Jack. Thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Bill sent a very very thoughtful email. It's long, and I'm going to try to paraphrase this here. He says, Steve, I'm a little bit older than you, probably, and I'm trying to really wrap my head around all the changes, not just in football, but in all sports. We all seem to think our generation is the best when it comes to just about everything, and I don't think that changes generation to generation. But... Can anybody really say that the changes now aren't fundamentally changing the sports that we grew up with? Would you agree with that? Yes. I would agree with that. Yes. When you change the model from... There there was always a line with college athletics and pro athletics. In my humble opinion, that line has been at best blurred and at worst wiped out. You have free agency in college and pro sports. You have that. That's what this is. You have pay. Even though you had it before, with a scholarship, it's a lot different now. And Hawk's email earlier hit the nail on the head. The NFL, there are, when you have an NCAA that is splintered, that has difficulty enforcing, the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball don't have trouble. Even though they have players' unions, which we don't have yet in college. I think we will someday. When something goes wrong, they mete out the punishment. Look what happened to the Phoenix Suns owner. Right? What happened there? That I mean, that's the league. Right? So until you get a governing body that has the teeth, that has the Money to go in there and control things and set hard and fast rules and then punish those that break the rules. That's what you're going to see. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quartararo. The Miami Dolphins have announced Tua Tagovailoa has not passed concussion protocol and will be out Sunday against the Bills. Rookie Skylar Thompson will make his third career start in this weekend's wildcard game. The former seventh-round pick led the Dolphins to a playoff-clinching victory last week against the Jets. The Gators men's basketball team picked up its second straight SEC win last night in Baton Rouge against the LSU Tigers. Colin Castleton led the way for the Gators with 18 points, making a career-high 12 free throws and 7 rebounds and 5 blocks. 
Gators are back home Saturday against Missouri. Turn to high school hoops, Eastside boys and girls are in action tonight. The boys will travel to Bradford for a 7.30 tip, while the girls welcome 9-1 P.K. Young for a 6 o'clock home tip. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarteron. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Here's an unexpected, unplanned, and unprecedented buying opportunity from International Diamond Center. A massive store-wide clearance sale. Now through January 15th, IDC's on a mission to clear out excess inventory. We've slashed prices on a multi-million dollar selection of rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, and more. You save 20, 30, even 40% on selected pieces of exquisite jewelry. And because IDC doesn't play the mark-up-to-mark-down game, you know these discounts are the real deal. Hoop earrings. Save 33% off IDC's already low price. Diamond stud earrings, marked down 28%. Fashion bracelets, 30% off. Fancy yellow diamonds, save an incredible 40%. Extreme values in virtually every category. If you have a special occasion coming up this year, or if you just love an unbelievable deal, you can't miss this special savings event. It's IDC's surprise clearance sale. With unprecedented discounts store-wide. Outrageous savings. Now through Sunday, January 15th only. And only at International Diamond Center. Get showroom direction, store hours, and learn more at shopidc.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Happy New Year! With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Dad, I don't feel good. <coughs> I'll grab the Vic Stay Cool Kids, honey. Isn't Day Cool just for parents? Actually, Vic Stay Cool Kids, honey, is just for kids. Specially designed to treat kids' most bothersome cold symptoms quickly with a honeylicious tasting flavor kids like. You know what else kids like? Day Cool Kids, honey, first, then video games. Deal. Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey, the kids' honeylicious daytime coughing congestion stuffy head stuffy nose medicine. Safe for ages 6+. plus. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm going to leave you with a sobering thought and understand that just because you finish 11-0 one year doesn't mean you're going to finish 11-0 the next year and vice versa. doesn't mean if you're 3-9, and you're going to end up 3-9 and the next year. CBS Sports released its rankings of 131 college football teams. Sam, I want you to count for me as I go here the team, and I'm going to include Oklahoma and Texas because they're going to be coming here soon. So Georgia, Alabama, 
Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Kentucky. All those teams were ranked ahead of Florida. Florida had a rank ranking of number 50. 50. So, think of that. Okay? Now, let's look at that list again. Did anybody think TCU would be three? I don't think so. Right? Anybody think Tennessee would be six? I don't think so. Utah, by the way, is 11. And that's who Florida opens the season up with next year. Anybody think Kansas State would be in the top 15? So, but I will tell you, a team like Troy is rated ahead of Florida. Texas, I forgot, is rated ahead also. That's one more team to add. UTSA is ranked ahead of Florida. UCF is ranked ahead of Florida. James Madison is ranked ahead of Florida. So is Air Force. So is South Alabama. You get where I'm going. So, look, TCU did it, and it doesn't mean Florida can't do it, but there's just in this league a whole lot of teams you got to climb over to do it. Doesn't mean you can't. Just means there you are. Uh, I'm also going to tell you the latest mock draft by Chris uh, Chris Trapasso from CBSSports.com. He has the Colts moving up to pick Bryce Young, which would make sense. Now, let's take a look at the rest of the draft. The quarterbacks. The picks, now this is going to change 55,000 times before draft day. But Bryce Young, at pick six, C.J. Stroud to the Lions. Will Levis to the Raiders at seven. They still have Anthony Richardson at nine going to Carolina. The Panthers have been the team, good, bad, wrong, right, that have been the, the, the one most aligned with A.R., and then Osiris Torrance has bolted up to pick 11 for the Titans. That's the highest I have seen him. So Florida, with a number 50 ranking, might have two first-round draft picks. Pretty interesting. All right. Let's close out the show today. Again, tomorrow, hope to have the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here. Friday, Laura Rutledge here. Uh, working on getting Jenna Lane, who is the uh, beat reporter for ESPN.com, who covers the Bucks. Get try to get her take on the Bucks season and uh, what may happen uh, in the uh, playoff game with Dallas. So that's going to come up uh, tomorrow and on Friday. All right. 
Let me get to my emails here, and then I will call it a day. And I'll thank Sam already for uh, producing the broadcast today. Let's see. Daryl, can you see college athletes in the future holding out and not playing games because they want more NIL money? Hmm. Interesting. I would say this. Anything is possible. But I don't know that the mechanism, in other words, before the season starts, I would imagine there's NIL money already there. But I can tell you, uh, was it last night? I think it was, where the women's basketball team all got some NIL money, and that was in the middle of their season. So in theory, Daryl, could someone say, okay, I, I mean, I don't put down any possibility when it comes to all this because, again, we are in unchartered territory. That's just how this is. David, uh, have you heard anything about, uh, I don't know where you've been, David, but he wanted to know about the Whittemore kids, uh, Creed's at Mississippi State, Trent's at UCF, and hope to get Trent here uh, over the next couple of days to tell you about his move. And once again, it's done to get playing time. Sometimes it's a fresh start. Pretty good. Carl, what, this is, what is the most embarrassing game you've seen in the time you've watched Gator football? Whoa. That's a great question. I guess I'd have that's a that's a really good question. Um, I guess the first thing I would say, top of my head, define embarrassing. Right? Is it score? Is it like Florida lost, you know, fifty-two to nothing? Uh, that sort of thing. The one I can remember as a student was Florida, Georgia when Florida had never won an SEC championship to that point. And Florida was leading Georgia 27-10 to 10 at the half. And if they won that game, they were SEC champions. The buzz in Jacksonville that day was palpable. Final score, Georgia 42 Florida 27. Embarrassing, I, I don't know, but you, the air on the Florida, it was just, it was like somebody had a, a hot air balloon and just went, it's pretty bad. The Orange Bowl game comes to mind a couple of years ago because the effort wasn't there. I don't know, as a student, Sam, you want to come to mind for you? So, in my time being a Gator fan, I'd say my head really goes back to 2013. Of course, the loss to Georgia Southern, that was a program-altering loss. 
And you also go a year ahead to 2014. I don't know if you remember this. We lost to Missouri on homecoming. It got blown out. I believe the score was – I don't remember the final score, but I believe they lost by 20 or 30. And that was kind of the beginning of the end for Will Muschamp. But more recently in my time as a student, my head kind of points to 2020, the thrown shoe game. Look, you know, look, that might have been one of the best seasons Florida's had in the 21st century. But considering the circumstances, considering what that game could have meant, and considering especially the way that game ended, I think in my time at the University of Florida, that has to be the most embarrassing loss. And, of course, losing to UCF in the Gasparilla Bowl, but you can't really count that one. Yeah, and, and I guess because he used the – it's a great question – because he used the word embarrassing, okay? The shoe, you know, was certainly embarrassing. And by the way, I don't know if anybody noticed this. Marco Wilson, right, he was on, I think, a Monday night game, and he didn't say he was from Florida. He said whatever high school he went to. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there's, you know, fractured relationship there, but, hey, it happened, and that's the deal. Today, our thanks, Jalen Farmer, Gator football player, uh, completing his freshman year, gave you his thoughts on that and what his future is. Jeff Lagerman, former, uh, former uh, Jaguar and part of their network, talking to us today about uh, the Jags' playoff game with the Chargers coming up this weekend. Hope to have the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here tomorrow. Laura Rutledge will stop by uh, on Friday. By the way, I don't know if you, I'm going to throw some quick things out here. Spencer Rattler says he's coming back to South Carolina. Uh, if he plays the way he played the last couple of games, look out. He was really good. Um, so he's going to come back. Uh, and uh, we'll do this again tomorrow at noon. Get your questions, calls, and comments. And I counted today. We had three calls about Gator basketball. It's amazing when they win that, you know, it, it's just sort of ho-hum. But, hey, they're 2-2 two and two in the league. Big win for them on the road. A good win for Todd Golden and company. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday as you listen to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. One CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM. W R.